All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Couchside Sports. Hey, let's go. How are we doing? Good to have uh, Mr. Michael Burke back on the show. Oh, yeah, I'm back, man. Just another, miss- another little vacation. I get a lot of vacation time, you know. Yeah, I mean, you work hard, so you deserve yeah. it. WHUS, they're pretty, uh, pretty generous with the vacation days. So. Yeah, very lucrative contracts, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. So today is October 13th. We are back with episode 15, and it's all basketball. It's officially all right, back. Friday, Friday, Friday the 13th, things are getting spooky. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? We're that's about right. to get into some basketball talk. It's been a while. We talked a little bit when we did Who Got Finesse, but we're going to do our official uh, prediction show here, so hang tight, people. Yeah, we officially survived the summer months as well, because our oh, first yeah. episode was a recap of the NBA Finals. And mm-hmm. here we are. We're back. NBA. Let's do it. I love it. So there were a few other things that went down this week. But guess what? This podcast, we don't we don't care about any of that. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know that man. Not for this week. Yeah, what what sport does he play? It's not basketball. No, no he's a he's a croquet star. Yeah, croquet. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is he a good bowler? Uh he's decent like Low two hundreds on a good day. Low two hundreds. That's not bad. That's With like I mean. two two Bud Lights in his system. Oh, only two. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't want to get in too much trouble. Yeah, that's true. He seems like a guy that likes to stay out of trouble. Yeah, he just keeps his head low, gets the pad level down. Yeah, not no superstar like diva personality at all. I got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not nothing like that golfer Odell Beckham. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right, so enough of other sports. Let's get back to the NBA here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, just a quick summary for those uh, who have been maybe living under a rock and maybe not listening to our past podcast episodes. Just yep. to refresh your memory, last year in the NBA season, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers in five games in the NBA Finals. Uh, Kevin Durant, Finals MVP. Russell Westbrook won the MVP. That's pretty much a wrap for the 2016-17 season. A couple guys moved around. Uh, Jimmy Butler to the Wolves, Chris Paul to the Rockets, Paul George and Melo to the Thunder, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas went to the Cavs. And, Berg, what was your favorite free agency move that happened? Oh, well, you know that it's got to be my boy Gordon Hayward going to the Celtics, baby. That's right, that's right. And another man ended up in Boston as well. Oh, yeah, he did. Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Although, i got to be honest, I don't trust him now that the beard's gone. I know he looks a little bit young. He looks he looks like a baby face without that beard. But, yeah, he he I mean, really does. And I all mean, he's coming out. He's a philosopher. You know, he he used a, that flat Earth thing as a social experiment, apparently. But I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> no, not not for a second. As long as he is cleanly shaven, I won't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. Nah. <laughs> all right. So today we're going to be looking forward 2017-2018 season. It kicks off uh, Tuesday night, the 17th. Can't wait. Actually, a little Celtics-Cavs matchup to start the year. Oh, that's a great game to start the year. The NBA knows what they're doing. I mean, it's crazy how it went down because they had that game scheduled before everything happened. I mean, obviously, they like face each other in the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, but there's a lot of uh, more backstory to it now with Kyrie and, and IT swapping teams. So it should be a great, great opener. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It just... It makes you think if maybe uh, Adam Silver already knew it was happening, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. You never know, man. Pulling the strings. You know? Illuminati type shit. Rigging the lottery. 
<laughs> all that type stuff. But all anyway, right. the way we're going to get into this is we're going to go division by division. Going to go down fairly similar to how our NFL predictions episode went. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll go by division. We'll say who we think will win that division. All right. We will also mention any other teams in that division that we feel will make the playoffs mm-hmm. and just anything else worth talking about. All right. Then after that, we'll get into playoff seating, conference finals, MVP, rookie of the year, all that. But we're going to start here with the divisions. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference. And let's just get right into it. The Atlantic okay. Division, who you got? Uh, Atlantic Division, I see potentially three playoff teams coming out of this division. Okay. Um, I There is an obvious one, I believe, though, and that's going to be the Boston Celtics. The Toronto Raptors. Ooh, ooh. You got the Raptors finishing above the Celtics? Absolutely. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think that... Uh, Celtics got better, and they won the division pretty easily last year. So, I got the Celtics won definitely in that division. Winning I'm interested the, to hear what you're saying about the the Raptors, though. I'm interested to hear that. Hey, I'm welcome to get to it. Uh, I'll let you finish up your your spiel. I'm sure you want to defend your Celtics first, but all right, all right, all right. So, Celtics uh, number one in that division last year, number one in the Eastern Conference. Uh, end up getting trading away a five nine Isaiah Thomas for. A little bit taller, 6'2", Kyrie Irving, the best handles in the league. They picked up Gordon Hayward. Uh, the last time they added two All-Stars in one offseason, uh, they added Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. And obviously, we all know that they went on to win the uh, finals that year. So That's I true. Would go, I would go Celtics 1. I'm going to put the Raptors at 2. And then I'm going to say Phillies 3. I'm going to give the Nets 4. And the Knicks are unfortunately going to be 5. Wow, okay. I, I have a little disagreement. Uh, with that order, especially towards the end. But let's start at the top. All right. Raptors are winning the division. I said it. I already said it. Kyrie Irving shaved his face. I don't trust him. <laughs> I, I do not trust him. And I said this when we, we first heard this trade go down and when the Celtics made all of their big moves here, they lost their whole like mentality and attitude of the team. Like last year, they didn't get the one seed off of like skill. Yes, they had Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, they had Al Horford. But on paper, that team wasn't a one seed. It was, okay. the, it was the mentality. It's the way they play. And I understand that Brad Stevens like fosters a lot of that. And yeah. maybe he can maintain it. And I, I'm sure Gordon Hayward will fit into it. Kyrie, I mean, who knows? And then you got Jason Tatum's. He's kind of an X factor. Who knows what we'll get from him? Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart can play big minutes at wing, and they can't really shoot. So ah, I don't know preseason man because Marcus Smart was shooting pretty well, Jalen Brown was shooting pretty well, and the whole mentality thing I would say is 100 percent what you said is it fosters with Brad Stevens, and I feel like since they have a young team, I feel like you know younger players are a little bit easier to mold, you know, attitude wise. So I really feel like, you know, even though they had that tough mentality last year, did that mentality get them the Eastern Conference title or or a finals title? No. So I mean, they do have to get a little bit of a different chance and a different a change in mentality. Yeah. Sure. And I like what they did. I think on paper they got better. And I still mm-hmm. have them as a top four seed in the East. I'm sure they can make waves in the playoffs and they'll challenge for the spot. Kyrie's going to be super exciting to watch. I'm just riding with the Raptors. I know who they are. I know what they have. Last mm-hmm. year, they didn't have Kyle Lowry for a majority of the season. I mean, he missed like 
30 games or something like that. I mean, DeMar DeRozan played out of his mind and kept them afloat. You know, but I sure. think I think they're the clear number two, which they were two years ago. Obviously, the teams have changed a little bit. But when you got Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Serge Ibaka, and Jonas Valanciunas on the same court together, I think that's a, a really solid four guys to roll out there. You got C.J. Miles probably playing a small forward, and Norman Powell, who I think will be one of the NBA's best six men this year coming off the bench. I like that roster. I know who's on that team. I know what they can do. I've seen them do it. And I'm just going to roll with them. I think that I can trust them more, and they're just more comfortable with who they are. Celtics will have to figure things out early. They're much more likely to do so than some other superstar teams have come together this offseason, but I'm not rolling with them this this soon. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're, I hear your points. They're pretty good points and everything. One thing I would say is when you mentioned Kyle Lowry missed time last year, uh, when has Kyle Lowry not missed time is what I would, I, what I, I would ask you. Yeah, you uh, Always he on the injury time. train. Yeah, he, he. I mean, but look at the stats. The stats prove himself. He missed games the year before and before that. So, you know, when somebody consistently misses games every year, then chances are they're going to miss the game. When, no, what, what happens is when players consistently miss games each year, there's a, a low-level podcast out there who decides that they're going to get hurt every year thereafter. <laughs> High level, I mean, actually. Podcast. He always misses time. He did miss a lot of time last year. So last year he played sixty games. Before that, he did. He actually actually did pretty well. He had seventy seven. But yeah, he's had seasons where he had he played seventy, sixty eight. He had a season where he played forty seven. All right, feel like, I'll, I'll take that. All right, I'll take those numbers and run with them. Okay, so then let's move on. So we know who we got there winning the division. Uh, of course, I have the Celtics making mine. I'm assuming you have the Raptors making yours, as you said. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I have the Sixers as my eight seed. Okay. Uh, if everything comes together, now this is a if. This is an injury concern. The Sixers, not the yeah. Raptors. The Sixers. I am a little bit worried about Embiid, Simmons, Fultz, the whole gang staying healthy. But if they do, I see them as a playoff team. And if you could guarantee me that, to me that Joel Embiid would play sixty-five to seventy games. I would actually move them probably up to maybe a six seed. I would uh, agree with that. I feel like the most important player for them is Joel Embiid, and obviously that huge extension that they just gave him um, shows that they also believe that. I feel like you know they have like their young rookie big three, not rookie because Embiid's not, but they got their young big three in Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid. I feel like if two of them stay healthy, then they definitely make the playoffs. If um, two of them go down. They really need Embiid to be the one that stays. If, yeah, if Embiid goes down, I Definitely. think they, their season goes down too. Yeah, and I also think uh, J.J. Redick, underrated free agency move, he ends up on the Sixers. The Sixers have been the worst three-point shooting team for like four or five years now. Agreed. So Agreed. getting him, who's a top-five three-point shooter, is gonna he's going to bail them out on a lot of possessions. Not going one-on-one like a, like a Kobe or a LeBron or something like that, but you can just – whip a pass around to him, and he's going to make a lot of under-duress threes mm-hmm. that'll just maintain runs, keep them close. And I think he adds a lot to their offense that they didn't previously have, so I have them making it. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, like what you say with uh, Reddick shooting, I heard they were going to start Covington, too. And he's like a shoot, He's a pretty good shooter, so... Yeah, he's been their realize, best shooter. Yeah, they do realize that Ben Simmons, you know, he needs those lanes. He doesn't really score outside the paint that well doesn't really have a good jump shot. So when you have 
you know, J.J. Redick waiting on the wing, if Ben Simmons comes off the screen, you've got to really respect J.J. Redick because if you help too much, he's going to catch you. Exactly. And then the Nets and Knicks, I don't think we really need to touch on them. I think, really. <laughs> I think the Knicks are going to be better than the Nets. Uh, you had the opposite, but yeah. honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. So <laughs> let's just move on to the Central Division. All right. uh, good luck to everyone in New York, all sports fans. You know, the Giants are hurting, the Jets <laughs> kind of suck. They're over 500, but they suck. And uh, so let's move on to the, to the Central, pray for New York. Right. <laughs> this is pretty clear cut. Yeah. So I guess the real question here is how many teams do you have making it from the Central as opposed to who's winning it? I have uh, two teams making it from the Central. I have uh, obviously the clear number one is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think yeah. anybody can really argue that. I say the number two in that division is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they've got a lot of yes. young talent. Uh, they are missing Jabari Parker. Jabari, He'll come yep. back towards the end of the season. But he does have... Uh, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo there. He's got a bunch of young guys. So and Chris Middleton's say, back. Chris Middleton's huge. Chris Middleton is huge for that team, 100%. And Brogdon's coming off of a great year, too. So Yeah, he'll only get better. I think Thon Maker has potential as well. Yeah. He's like 7'8". Can shoot, yeah, he's, handle. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> if that yeah, all comes together, team. they'd be impressive. 100%. 100%. They got a good young team. They got a good, a bright future, bright future. This is where it gets a little different, a little iffy. Okay. Um, I'm going to put the Pistons over the Pacers just because I feel like the Pistons have a little bit more of a complete, more complete team. You know, they have Reggie Jackson. I feel like he's going to have a bounce back here after having dealing with nagging injuries all last year. They picked up Avery Bradley. Huge uh, pickup. Arguably, you can say one of the best on-ball defenders there is. I would say he is the best, but he's one of the best. And, uh, you know, they picked up, you know, Drummond, hopefully, they didn't pick up something he was able to play, but Drummond, uh, I feel like he's going to be in for a good year, too. So I feel like they can, uh, they can end up three. Yeah, and then after that, I was going to say it's going to end with Pacers, Bulls. Pacers, I feel like, are better than the Bulls just because they have a little bit more established talent with Oladipo and Turner, and then the Bulls is just, they're trying to figure something out. Yeah, I think the Bulls are kind of trying to tank this year, so us putting yeah. them at five in the Central Division, they probably take that as a compliment. Yeah, they would like that. <laughs> They'd love that. Although the draft uh, lottery system changed. They they got mm-hmm. Laurie Markkinen. They got Zach Levine. Obviously hurt to start the year. Yeah, Could be a huge fantasy play, though. Everyone out there, play a little fantasy oh, yeah. basketball. Go grab Zach Levine. Uh, but, yeah, I pretty much agree. Uh, the five you named, that's the five I have it in that order. Uh, Cavs and Bucks, I have making the playoffs. Pistons, I think, can contend. I don't have them in, but I would not be shocked at all to see them there. They were a low-level playoff team for a couple years. They got Avery Bradley, which you mentioned. Uh, Huge pickup for them. I know they lost KCP, but Bradley's better, so uh, good for them. Pacers, Bulls won't make any noise. Maybe Old Depot breaks out, maybe Miles Turner. I guess he kind of already broke out last year, but uh, even more so. The Bucks. I just want to point this out real quick. I think that they're the one team that there's a top four in the East that's pretty much like on lock and has been for a few years. I think the mm-hmm. Bucks can jump into that. They can break up that gang at the top. I'm not picking them to do so, but I would not be surprised if they snuck up to like a three or four seed. I think in the uh, coming years, definitely. Yeah, once they get all healthy, because unfortunately they started last year. Chris Middleton was out for like the first 60 games of the year. Yep. And then, you know, they lose Jabari Parker, torn ACL. 
So they'll start the year without him. So two years now, they've been a young team on the rise, missing one of their really big young players. Yeah. So, you know, that's unfortunate for them. But I actually think uh, Middleton bringing a shooting presence to the team is is potentially more important than uh, than what Parker brings. So hopefully he comes back sooner than later. And I think they're locked to make the playoffs and a, a chance to make the conference finals. Yeah, and I, I really like uh, Middleton over there. Um, talking about fantasy-wise, too, because he's going to pick up a lot of that scoring, especially when there's so much defensive... Uh, Everybody, on the defense, you're you're looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know he's pretty much unstoppable, but he draws so much attention. And Chris Middleton's a guy that can score in bunches, so I like him fantasy wise too. Yeah, you got to throw that fantasy aspect in there. Have to do oh, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Put the people on. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to uh, the Southeast then. So okay. we've got uh, Charlotte, Miami, Atlanta, Orlando, and Washington up in here. For me, I'm I'm big on the Wizards. I have been for a few years now. I think John Wall actually gets kind of snubbed in the MVP voting consistently. Not that he should win, but uh, he's worthy of more votes. So they're my one. Yep. Do you have the same? Yeah, I agree. Washington's easy, number one. Washington, yeah. I think actually kind of a hot take outside of LeBron and anyone else on the Cavs. I think Wall and Beal might be the best duo in the East. Mm. Yeah, maybe we'll get into that at another time. That's a separate debate. Um, (laughs) So then I actually have three teams making it, uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat coming in at the back half of my uh, East rankings here. Yeah, I've got, I've got Miami Heat second in the Southeast, so I put them a little bit above the Hornets. Okay, I, I got Hornets, the Hornets too. Three. I okay. believe in Dwight Howard. Yeah, I believe in, I believe in Tyler Whiteside is the better setter. And the way the Heat played at the end of last year, I feel like they're, they're going to be pretty good, so... Yeah, but dude, Dion Waiters as their primary scorer and ball handler, uh, I don't know. No, nah, he's not. He's scoring Dragic. He's yeah, he's their point guard and their ball handler. But they pretty much, I mean, they paid big time for Waiters this summer. They invested in him. I think that they see him as a kind of the the big player on their team. Yeah. Obviously, Whiteside is is better, but from the center position. You're limited, so I don't know. I just don't fully trust a team in Waiters' hands, so I'm iffy on the Heat. All right. I mean, it, it is a toss-up pretty much between the Hornets and the Heat. They're pretty much identical teams, but I would just give the the coaching aspect to the Heat. So that's true. Shout-out Eric Spolstra. Oh, yeah. All right, so then that kind of wraps up the, the Eastern Conference there. Uh, we both went three from the Atlantic – three from the central I'm sorry two from the central and three from the southeast so so far kind of consistent hopefully things will switch up in the west here uh where do you want to start in the west uh why don't we uh we'll start with the pacific in the west okay okay we'll start off with Uh, a lock okay uh the 100 percent lock to be a lottery team is the phoenix Suns. um no all right so oh oh phoenix so yeah, the Phoenix Suns talk, but uh, I love that pick. I only see, and I know this is going to hurt you, French, but I only see no. one team. I only see one team from You're this uh, division making it. You're simply wrong. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead with this. say the Warriors are number one. I'm gonna say the Clippers are number two, but they're gonna be that number nine team on the outside looking in. 
No chance. First year in a while. I would say Clippers two. Then I'm going to put the Lakers three. And then this is where it gets iffy. You can flip-flop them. But uh, I like the Kings. <laughs> I don't. I'm not feeling the Kings. No, yeah. <laughs> the Suns are going to be about the Kings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I the mean, Kings, the Kings have like some bright future, but they did, they actually you know, made some cool moves. But yeah, they did. But at least the Suns have a proven like Eric Bledsoe and 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 Booker and TJ Warren did pretty well in the starters role. Yeah, Booker's gonna be a stud, man. He's he's. Yeah. I think he could average. I don't know how many he averaged last year. He actually might have been over twenty, so I might be tripping. But I think he could be uh, low twenties easy this year. Maybe even mid twenties if he gets cooking. Oh yeah, and you know. You know, I, I always bring up injuries, but you got to bring up an injury when it comes to Eric Bledsoe because yeah. he's really not had a single year where he doesn't have an injury. So that's fair. I I hate the whole injury thing, but that one I'll have to agree with. Yeah. Although for the sake of my fantasy team, hopefully he remains healthy. <laughs> you got both of them, don't you? Phoenix yeah. Suns backcourt, I believe. Not hey, in wins. Not in wins. Team. I said, that's their team, man. That's their offense. Yeah, exactly. So if if the Suns score like 70, 80 points a game, I should get like 60, 70 of those from those two guys. So oh, yeah. I should be in a good spot. But what I want to get back to is the L.A. Clippers, who will make the playoffs. It's the lock of the century. <laughs> Listen, I got a theory about this. So if, if I can, just for a minute or two, explain my feelings on, on the Clippers. Okay. That is my team. So, yes, I'm, I may be biased, but Chris Paul leaving hurts them on paper, talent-wise, success-wise, absolutely. But I think things just got way too, like, serious in L.A. There was, there was so much pressure on them. Everyone just kept saying they can't make it to the conference finals. They can't make it to the conference finals. They never win the big games. There was so much pressure, like, mounted on them. I saw Blake Griffin go from, like, the first three or four years he was in the league looking like he was having so much fun on the court to the last two or three years, looking like he hated basketball. And <laughs> if, if he can return to that old form when he's just having fun and running around, like making crazy plays, like dunking over Chris Humphreys from the free throw line. <laughs> like That was wild. Dude, I think he can become something special this year, compete for an MVP, and I think he's going to lead the Clippers to the playoffs. So. I'm gonna say that he gets injured. <laughs> oh my god, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you off, dude. Like, I'm hanging Griffin the phone up. Too. The Blake Griffin is the same thing, man. Every year, they, every year they have huge expectations. They do have a lot of pressure on them, but every year, either Chris Paul or Blake Griffin got hurt, and they ended up faltering in the playoffs. Now this time, they don't have that or. So if Blake Griffin gets hurt, that team gets hurt, and I don't have faith in Blake. Whoa, Griffin. hold up! You're acting like they don't have the goat Milo Tidosis on their team. I mean, I think he's going to be a decent player, but... <laughs> the Rookie of the Year. I mean, we're going to get to that. So yeah, we'll get to I'd that like, later. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we'll hold up. We'll hold up on that. But he is like a modern-day Magic Johnson. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that we can settle on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll move on to the Northwest. Yeah. This is an explosive division. This is... I, I've got four teams making the playoffs. From I only have three. Okay, and that's where we differ because I believe the Denver Nuggets can make it. Yeah, I have them out partially due because I have L.A. in, you don't. That's probably the the deciding factor. But give me a quick run-through of your top, the three you have, or you have four making it, but your, yeah. your top picks there. All right, so uh, 
obvious number one seed in that in that division is going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, I so think, I I think they're like going to be a lock for like probably like a fourth seed. It may be obvious, but I don't have Oklahoma City winning the division. Okay, who do you got? Give me Portland. Portland, oof, really? Oh, the Timberwolves too? Oh yeah, absolutely. So okay, I cut you off there because I wanted to just let you know. That to me wasn't obvious, but finish out your uh, your three there. So you have Thunder uh, one. I have Thunder one. I have Timberwolves two, Blazers three, Nuggets four, Jazz five. All right, yeah. I put Portland one. I threw the Thunder two, Timberwolves three, and then the other two not making it. So leave them on the okay. outside looking in. But but Portland man, Damian Lillard. The guy is incredible. They played terribly defensively last year, and that's why they weren't better. But him and C.J. McCollum are an incredible one-two punch. They've actually always given the Warriors problems. I know in the playoffs recently they've they've beat him in like four or five games, whatever. But they always play him tight, and even in the regular season, like it just. I feel like he gets up for big games, and I think this might be their year. So, so I picked him, but. Okay. I mean, I like the Blazers. And the Thunder and the T Wolves to me. Whenever new teams come together, there's just a learning process there and the familiarity. Yeah. I'm a little shaky on it, but but what's your take on those two teams? I have the uh, the Timberwolves too. I feel like they might have a little bit better time meshing than OKC, but also OKC has the reigning MVP. And yeah. if worse comes to worse, they can just do what they did last year and let Russell Westbrook run wild. And obviously, open mellow equals bucket. That's right, yeah. And, and Paul George is nice, too. So I just feel like once they do figure it out, they can have a nice, long win streak. I don't really see the Timberwolves catching them, but I, I would go Thunder, Wolves, Blazers, and then the Nuggets. Yeah, and you you like the Nuggets a lot. I'm I'm kind of on the, the bandwagon, but obviously I don't have them in. Yeah. Their backcourt just isn't there to me. Yeah, I mean, they do have it's a mess. backcourt, but the thing that I like about the Nuggets is uh, the fact that how efficient they were last year, yeah, and and the uh, the pace that they played, and I feel like adding Paul Millsap to that team, a veteran presence, a guy that can score. I think Gary Harris is in for a big year. I think uh, Jokic. I, people made fun of me when I drafted Jokic like in the fourth round last year, and I was like, Nah, dude, Jokic is real, and he comes out and gets six triple doubles. Yeah, yeah, so Jokic great pick. is. A, Jokic is the focal point of that of that uh, offense and everything, but I just feel like they're they're so fast, they're so efficient. I think that they're finally going to make the playoffs. They definitely have a chance. Wouldn't be surprised if they did make it. Uh, but to speak back on your efficiency point, uh, which is a great point, they were actually more efficient than the Warriors after the All Star yep. break last year. But I think Paul Millsap is going to slow them down. Uh, maybe not necessarily efficiency wise. But like speed way, speed wise, pace wise, which you mentioned as well, I don't see him as like a, you know, a transition like run and gun type player. Mm-hmm. And if they are gonna make him, you know, their offensive superstar, I, I think the offense slows down a bit. And then, you know, after that, you know, the guys will have to figure it out because last year, like you said, they were just run and gun. They had a bunch of young guys just go down, pop a three try to get a transition yeah. layup, and then, you know, get back on defense and stop no one. Yeah, that's why I think, like, I think with the the Nuggets, is you do make a good point about, you know, Millsap not being that run-and-gun guy, but he makes a great trail option, first of all. And yeah, second he can of pop all, it. Yeah, and second of all, uh, 
you know, you don't have to have everybody out on the break when you've got Gary Harris and that savage Nikola Jokic running it. So <laughs> Nikola Jokic fits into today's NBA perfectly. Yeah, he the, does. The, the Nuggets team fits in today's NBA perfectly. They need to get a little bit tighter on defense. I think that Paul Millsap's veteran presence, he's never a huge defender, but I feel like his veteran nah. presence, so he'll, he'll be like, you know, if we want to make the playoffs, we've got to focus on defense more. Because he's been in the playoffs, he knows how it works, but... Yeah, he knows he knows that. how to get swept consistently by Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, what can you do, man? What can you do? Yeah, not not really his fault. That was kind of LeBron's fault, but yeah. Okay, so that'll kind of wrap up our Northwest. I go uh, Portland, OKC, Minnesota, making it. You have uh, Thunder, Wolves, Blazers, Nuggets, all making it. So yeah, uh, we move on. Our final division here is in the Western Conference, the Southwest. Yep. Kind of another loaded division. It is. Uh, but I only... It is, actually. You know what it is? Yeah, I got three teams. Yeah, I got three teams as well. So th- the top two are kind of locks. I mean, they're yeah. locks to make it, but as far as who goes two, who goes three between Spurs, Rockets, that's kind of the argument. Uh, what's your take on I actually am throwing the Spurs two. I am as well. You are? Okay. So we're yeah, on the same the page Rockets. there. Yeah, the Rockets, number one, I feel like when you take what the Rockets did last year, you're bringing back a, like a, a lot of your team. Obviously, you're losing the guy that you, that you sent off in the Chris Paul trade, but that's the deciding factor there is you're getting Chris Paul back. You know, you're losing Patrick Beverly, who's a great defender, but so is Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris, Chris Paul's Paul is a great passer. First team NBA last year. Exactly. Defense. They're going to they're gonna move that ball, and, you know, I think that their ball movement could rival Golden State's. One of the big things I also think that people don't talk about enough is Trevor Ariza. I think Trevor Ariza is a big reason why that team is pretty good because when you have I would James say Harden, Gordon, but yeah. 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 Like but the thing with, with uh Trevor Ariza is he's like I think I, I saw it somewhere, I don't know if it was hundred percent true, but I think I saw it said that he had the highest percentage on corner threes last year. Did you see it on the internet? I did see that. Then it's but. fact. It's guaranteed <laughs> then, fact. All right. right. Perfect. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, yeah, he like him in that corner three, when you have guys like Chris Paul and, and James Harden that are just the Vons getting to the rim, I mean, I think that their team is going to be nice. I think they're going to end up being the two seed in the whole thing. So, I like them a lot. Oh, so you have the Rockets, too? I do. Oh, have the yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Okay. I was slightly confused there. I have the Spurs as my number two overall seed, which puts them number one in the division. Uh, I got a little, little sidetracked there. Oh, uh, okay. So we do disagree here. I have the yeah, Spurs. Yeah, I got the Rockets above the Spurs. Okay, gotcha. That was my bad. I have the Spurs, and the reason why is I've I've kind of mentioned it in uh, in some of the other divisions here, but consistency, their okay. attitude, and their you know the way that Pop just instills greatness into the team is so consistent. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy to start the season, uh, which I know he's going to miss a couple preseason games here. They already ruled him out for the next one. Uh, hopefully he's there to start the season. He's completely healthy. Him, Pau Gasol, LaMarcus Aldridge, it's just a good veteran team. Uh, Houston, I mean, like I said, I have, I have th- them number three in the conference, number two behind the Spurs in the division. Yeah, I just think... You know, they'll have to deal a little bit with the transition, you know, playing with two primary ball handlers instead of just James Harden. Once they figure out 
you know, how that all works and how Chris Paul can lead the team, because I think he's a much better leader than James Harden. Once yeah, they figure that all out, I think they're easily the most dangerous team in the division. But I'm just going to stick with the Spurs uh, just because of consistency. And, and they just always beat the teams they're supposed to beat, it seems like. And so they're just a yeah. great regular season team. Um, I agree with everything you said. The only part that I disagree on is obviously the Rockets. I think they're going to be the one yeah. in the division. But just because um, I know they're changing rules. We're trying to like rest healthy players and stuff like that. Ooh, that's but, true. But... But Pop has shown that he will fit his players if he needs to. It's not difficult to, you know, like we said before in the previous episodes, to fund an injury report. So I really feel like at that point, he I don't think he really cares if he's going to Obviously, the Warriors yeah. are going to be the one seed. I don't think he really cares if he's the two or the three. best for the team, and that's going to be to hold off at the end of the year a little bit and rest the best of stars. So if they do find players or find teams and coaches, however it works, for sitting the players – if I say fifty thousand dollars over under on fines for the San Antonio Spurs, over <laughs> hit that over. That's oh, that's yeah. right. I would be that's there a too. confident over. <laughs> confident over. Even though they don't have uh, Tim Duncan around anymore, but I mean, you're gonna have to sit Rudy Gay because that dude is <laughs> say it. doing something. Say it. I know you're gonna say he's gonna get injured. Yeah, he's probably gonna get injured. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know how he fits into that team, honestly. I actually, I don't like him there. But I think. Well, I feel like him. He's going to have two roles. He's going to start in a small ball lineup, and he's going to be the four or the three. You can switch Kawhi and him depending on who your three and four on your opposing team is. But you would play like the four or the three, and then you're going to put Marcus at the five. But I feel like bigger lineups when you face someone. Yeah, he doesn't fit. Throw it. Yeah, well, I'm just going to throw a team out there. I'm going to say, like, Detroit. You know, they have a Andre Drummond. I would start Powell there and have him come off the bench and be that scorer in that second unit. So I feel like he's he's kind of versatile. I feel like he can play both roles. Obviously, when you play Golden State, you're going to start with a yay. But when you play bigger lineups like Portland or stuff like that, that's when I would start Powell. Yeah, I don't know. I just He's never proven to me that. He's like a big time player and shows up in big games. I just it doesn't seem like he cares that much about basketball to me. Like he's a great talent, but Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he does have a weird attitude, but Yeah, like he's always on teams that should be good and never are. Mm-hmm. And like I used to say, like, ah, it's just you know, it wasn't his fault. But now he's become like the one consistent piece on like multiple teams that underachieve. And uh-huh. so I, I just think it's gotta be him. If anyone can change that, it's pop, but yeah. I just wouldn't be surprised if halfway through the season you see him getting DNP coach's decision. Yeah, it could happen. I just quickly want to mention, too, we didn't talk about uh, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans yet. Yep. The Grizzlies, super consistent. I love consistency. I'm preaching it just like I did defense in the NFL. I have the uh-huh. Grizzlies coming in at eight, and the Pelicans just on the outside looking in. I mean, they have yep. two superstars. Outside of that, they have almost nothing. Like Drew Holiday slightly above average point guard besides that i hate the roster <laughs> i i do yeah yeah I, I go grizzlies pelican i have grizzlies actually being the uh the seventh seed i think they're gonna finish above denver just because they're that team that's always there they picked up tyreek evans is he really gonna be that much of an impact i don't know but he could be yeah but he's also gonna get hurt yeah he is gonna get hurt <laughs> i do agree with that just depending on when he gets hurt and when he's healthy is gonna be important okay but, yeah. uh I do. The Pelicans, I feel like they need to make a change. And I feel like next summer, 
or even the trade deadline because the Marcus Cousins contract is up. I feel like there's going to be a big trade with one of their big men coming up either this all-star break mm-hmm. or in the uh, offseason. I think they're going to break it That'd up. That'd be a shame. It is. It's just weird. I mean, today in the NBA, you got to have a point guard, and their point guard is Rondo. Before well, they have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is going to be the two. They're going to run Rondo at the Yeah, if they start both of them, yeah. but They're going to start both of them. At the end of the day, I agree with you that this roster just doesn't really make sense to me. They just have two superstars and, and not much else. Rondo, similar to Rudy Gay, for whatever reason, since he you know got hurt in Boston, he's just been basically a cancer to every team he's played on, uh, yeah. which is a shame because he used to be one of the best leaders in point guards, floor generals, you name it, in the league. But apparently that's completely dissipated. And I just don't. I can't ride with any team he plays for. So, <laughs> I I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that'll wrap up our division talk there. So we kind of mentioned who we thought would make the playoffs. You want to just quickly run through East West your one through eight seeds, just so everyone has an idea of where we stand. Sure. All right. Let's do that. So for the East, I'm gonna go number one. I am a little biased. Number one. Celtics, baby. We're doing it. Last time we brought in two All-Stars, we won the chip. We're going. One seed Celtics. All right, okay. I got the cap. Lock. Obviously, LeBron James, that's a lock. Those two teams, I believe, are two seed, one, two seed. You can flip-flop them, but I'm putting Celtics. Number three, I'm going with Washington. Washington's a good team. They got some talent. They've been playing with each other for a while now. Washington, three. Number four, I'm going to put Toronto. Great team. Mario Rosen fucking scores whenever he wants to. It's crazy. Uh, Milwaukee five. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Miami six, Charlotte seven, and Philly eight. All right. So mine, pretty much yeah. the same eight teams, but a little different uh, seating wise. I got Cavs one. Uh, that's okay. a lock. If anyone who doesn't have the Cavs one, <coughs> Michael Burke, um, <laughs> you're you're wrong, but that's fine. Uh, you'll learn that by the end of the season. Raptors two. Like I mentioned when we talked divisions, I love them there. Wizards three. That's okay. right. I got the Celtics sliding to four. Wow. I wanted to actually put Milwaukee four, but I had the balls to knock them a couple seeds, not not three. Uh, so I have Milwaukee five. Okay. I go Charlotte six. And yep. I think there's going to be a gap between uh, the top six and these next two, but my next two sneaking in right around 500 would be Heat seven. And Philly eight. Okay. So we do have the same uh, eight teams here, and then also, yeah. I just wanted to mention this real quick. We got on uh, Andy Benoit's case over his. Uh, he's a Sports Illustrated writer. Yep, yep. And he wrote the column for Sports Illustrated on the NFL, you know, preview. He did. And so they also did one for basketball here. Unfortunately, it wasn't our good friend Andy Benoit. Yeah. Uh, we got Rohan Nadkarni. I I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Actually, I don't much care how I say it, but uh, th- that man's is doing the Eastern Conference. So you want me to just give the the good people his his eight? Yeah, sure. Run it down for. <laughs> okay, so I'll run through it real quick. It goes: Cavs, Celtics, Wizards, Raptors, Bucks, Hornets, Heat, Pistons. Mm-hmm. So uh, pretty straightforward. Neither of us diverted too much from it. Um, he has the Pistons in there. We don't. That's really the only big difference. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll keep their records and track those as well. Yep. 
All right, so let's move on to the West then. Okay. You want me to start? Sure, I would love to have you start. All right, so West, I think it's pretty easy. Number one seed, uh, can't say anything other than Golden State. I thought, Golden State. I thought you were rocking with Phoenix. <laughs> I thought about it for a second, but, you know, Eric Bunch is going to get injured, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so I got Golden State one. I'm going Houston, number two. Uh, I really love that Houston team. I really think they're going to... They're going to be an exciting team to watch. Okay. Uh, okay. Number three, I'm going San Antonio. They're yep. always there. I, I feel like uh, Pop likes the three seed, but uh, I'm going to round it out. Pop likes the three ball. He does. He does. And he likes he likes to run triangles and stuff. He's great. Great coach. <laughs> uh, four is OKC. Mello, all them, you got to put him there. Five, I'm going Timberwolves. Timberwolves are going to be a great team. Don't sleep on them. Portland, six. Memphis seven, and I'm going to put Denver eight because I just feel like that offense is crazy. All right. I can ride with a couple of those picks. I'm switching it up a little bit. Obviously, number one, still a lock, Golden State Warriors. Okay. They'll probably win like 78 games this year. Uh, number two, I'm going Spurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, Houston Rockets. Four, Portland Trailblazers. Oof. Five OKC Thunder, of course. Hoodie Mellow. Yeah. Uh, number Hoodie six, Mello. Minnesota Timberwolves. So okay. we got a little nor- Northwest trio there in the middle. Uh, seven, my LA Clippers. They'll make Ooh. it. I'm actually kind of disrespecting them putting putting them at seven, honestly. <laughs> um, eight, I'm going Memphis Grizzlies. You mentioned it. Super consistent. Always there. Marcus Hall, Mike Conley. They'll get you to the playoffs, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So they're eight. And uh, that leaves teams like Denver, New Orleans on the outside looking in, but I'm fine with that. Uh, I mean, I, I respect I respect your picks. I know that you love the Clippers a lot, so I can't really say much about that. Yeah, it's the same thing uh, you got with the Celtics going. We both got our biases. Maybe we're both right, maybe we're both wrong. We'll find out at the end of the year. Exactly. All right, so we'll skip the early rounds of the playoffs here. Let's get into the meat of it. Yep. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. What are the matchups looking like? Who you got? Ooh, I'm looking at Celtics, Cavs, Eastern Conference Finals, and I got Kyrie leaving the Cavs, going to Boston, and doing what he told everybody go. he wanted to do. I got Celtics over Cavs. I think it's going to be seven-game series. It's going to be exciting. I think that the number one seed going to Boston is going to help them a lot. And in Game Seven in the in the Garden, I think oh, Kyrie, garden. Kyrie and Hayward are going to light it up and. Al Horford's going to be his consistent old self, and I think that the Celtics are going to overcome the Cavs, and we're finally not going to have the same finals for like the fifth millionth year in a row. The fifth millionth, <laughs> all right. Okay, so I don't have the Celtics in my conference final. I know you're probably heated about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. Yeah, it's, it might be disrespectful, but I'm willing to put a large sum of money on it. Ooh. Are you down? What do you want to put on it? I'll throw I'll throw uh, Franklin on it. You'll throw Franklin on the cat or the Celtics not making the Eastern Conference. Not making the Eastern Conference Finals. I, Bounced in the second bad. round. You'll I'll take, take that. that yeah, I'll All right, it's bad. a Franklin. It's on air. Uh, maybe we'll I don't know make like a blood pact when you're back here in Connecticut <laughs> one time. Just make it official, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got to make it. Official. All right, so a Benjamin Franklin that the Celtics do not make the Eastern Conference Finals. It's a lock. I am going Cleveland and Washington. Okay. And also, real quick, just to explain why I don't have the Celtics there, 
is I think I have them as like a four or five seed, which means they have to face Cleveland early on. Yeah. And so that matchup you're talking about is going to come in the second round of the playoffs, and it'll probably go generously five games, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> so generously, <laughs> yeah, generously, maybe maybe a sweep. Who knows? Uh, not the Celtics year. So, who so you then, got then I have Cleveland and Washington. But who do you got? Oh, winning Cleveland. Cleveland's making the finals. Okay. I mean, it's and when it happens, it'll be breaking news. That isn't news. I mean, I like it. Planning for uh, future episodes, hoping that our contracts get re-upped at the end of this year. I like it. Yeah, hoping for the best. <laughs> All right, so let's switch over to the Western Conference Finals. Okay. Golden State is there in the Western Conference Finals. Of course, of course. But I got a team taking them off the map. Ooh, what do you got? I got the Houston Rockets, baby. Oh, okay. I just told you why the Spurs are going to be better than them in the division. But they're going to get it right come playoff time. Chris Paul, best leader in the NBA. You heard it here first. Not LeBron James, Chris Paul. Yep. Once they come together and they're clicking... I think they're going to be really tough to beat. They're going to put up points in a hurry. It's going to be exactly what Golden State does. Just dropping yep. threes all over the place, fast-paced. And I, I just think Chris Paul brings an integrity and a leadership, and he's making it to the finals. Finally, my guy, Houston over Golden State. I like that pick. I like that pick, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. I'm going to say Warriors are obviously there, but I'm saying the Spurs are taking them. Oh, Okay. And so we flip-flopped on that. We flip-flopped yeah, we, on, the, uh, on the seeding and the division and stuff. But I really think that San Antonio wants to get to the playoffs. Popovich has just so many things up his sleeve. So consistent. Kawhi Leonard last year, before he went down, that yep. Golden State series looked like a good series. Oh, it looked so like I'm a saying, wash. It, I know. The Spurs <laughs> were up like 30. I know. So I'm saying Spurs over Warriors. And that's going to put the Celtics and the Spurs in my final. And you're gonna have Rockets, Cavs. Rockets, okay. Cavs. Yep. So who are you who are you going against? Uh, Cavs, Rockets. Who you got? Oh, I'm riding with Houston. You're riding. With you already Houston? know it. You already know it. Okay. My guy Chris Paul. He's getting a ring. James Harden getting a ring. He got snubbed MVP like three years in a row now. He's gonna you know get a, put a little ring on that finger. Uh, okay. Prove all the haters wrong. I got Houston. Cleveland's got the firepower to make it there. They're a lock out of the East. But I just I don't think they're winning it. I want, I want to see Houston make it. I want to see a change at the top, and it's going to be the Rockets. Okay. I like it. I like it. So who you got? I'm taking the Celtics over the Spurs. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm riding the Boston High train, oh, baby. Oh, my God. This, is, this disgusts me. I'm telling you, man, that team is going to be unstoppable. you got so many different lineups you can throw out there. You got Marcus Smart that can start, or you can start Jalen Brown. You want to go small ball, you can put Al Horford at the five and run with Marcus Morris. You want to go big, you got Aaron Baines. He can shoot, he can defend. Aaron they're, Baines, good God. I'm telling you, don't sleep on Aaron Baines. But, man, they're, they're, like, they have potentially a lineup that could feature Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and then you could put either Marcus Morris or Jason Tatum and then Al Horford, that means you've got Kyrie Irving and four people that are like 6'8 and above. How's that working for the Bucks? It, I'm telling you, the Bucks, man, they, nobody can stop, first of all, nobody can stop Kyrie Irving. I'll agree um, with that. That's a fact. That's a known fact. It's hard fact. to stop onto the Kumpo, too. You know, you know how you say op- open mellow equals bucket? Yeah. Double covered Kyrie equals bucket. It's crazy, man. <laughs> nobody can stop that dude. 
He will dribble through anybody, everybody, and get to that rim. I'm so hyped for the Celtics this year, man. I'm telling you, they're going to be going far, and they're going to be doing it in style. It's going to be sick. I don't know. I mean, hey, I, I wish the best for you. You know, you're, you're a friend. You're a dear <laughs> friend, but I think you're going to be utterly disappointed come playoff time. Danny Ainge is going to be looking like a genius. Isaiah Thomas said he's never going to talk to him again. Danny's like, whatever. Talk to the ring instead, then, because they're about to take nah, it. Nope. I don't see it happening. <laughs> I got a Franklin on it. I can't wait to cash that check. All right. We'll see. Because you got the Celtics finishing four, and, and oh, yeah. they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, they're the okay. one of the two. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. I like it. I like it. You know, Kyrie's probably going to get hurt. You know that, right? Nah, nah, man. <laughs> nah, he he got hurt like one time like three years ago, so he's pretty much done. You, it's a lock. <laughs> I'm just using a little bit of your own medicine against you here. I like it. I like it. Um, it okay. Good. So that'll wrap up our whole season projections, predictions, picks, whatever you want to call it. Um, you guys can go ahead and tweet us your picks if you want. You know, oh, we yeah, already let us know. yeah, we got people tweeting us for our NFL picks weekly. Uh, he actually did like a great job last year, or last week, I'm sorry. So, at Couchside Sports, with a, with a Z. Absolutely, always with a Z. You need it. And, uh, Mike, you, you'll track it if anyone tweets in? Oh, oh. If, anybody tweet, if anybody tweets in, we're going to track it. We've got a little we got a sheet going on here. we got my picks. we got French's picks. we got the Sports Illustrated picks. we got the Andy Benoit. Alias picks. Going. Yeah. So, <laughs> If you tweet us, I'll put your name in the sheet. I'll track what you got. Um, awesome. Just send us those seedings, man. Yeah. We're not gonna, we're just, I, I wouldn't do week to week because that's going to be tough. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not doing week to week. I'm just saying, you know, throw in uh, you know, who you think will win each division or who you think will win the finals. Whatever you're confident with, just hit us with it, and uh, we'll give you a response, discuss oh, it yeah. on the show. You know you know what we do. All right, so let's Get move on to uh, a couple – Small time awards here. Okay, small time. Small time. They are small time. They they mean nothing compared to a championship. For real. But let's discuss them. Uh, MVP. Is it going to be yeah. one of the regular candidates, or what do you got? I think it's going to be one of the regular candidates, and I think that past couple of years, I feel like LeBron James has been a little disrespected. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to give the MVP to LeBron. I feel like he's going to you going to have to carry that Cavs team. I mean, they do have like a good supporting cast. they got a bunch of people around them. But when it comes to playoff time, it's LeBron James' team. LeBron James' world. Yeah, we're just absolutely. It. So I think that King is going to be back on his throne. And I also I don't think Ty Lue is uh, as brave as Popovich when it comes to sitting players. Oh, no. So I think they're going to bully him into playing LeBron 82 games. <laughs> and that will only help him win the MVP. Oh yeah, Ty Lue's not even. Ty Lue's just a figurehead. He doesn't even make the decisions. When 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 Ty Lue goes into the huddle, he goes, "LeBron, what are we doing?" Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> and you heard uh, LeBron, like when the report came out that like Kevin Love was going to start at the five, and then they asked Kevin about it, and he's like, "Nah, Ty Lue never like said that. That was just LeBron." <laughs> and like came out as like team fact that the organization had decided to start Love at the five and like move. Thompson to the bench, but it was just LeBron. That I mean, dude, LeBron is that team. When you're the greatest player in the universe, then what can you say? Yeah, I what guess can you so. say to that guy? Like, all right, fine. <laughs> all right, so you're rolling with uh, LeBron, most valuable player, 
Oh, yeah. I think, realistically, I think it's going to be Kevin Durant. Okay. I mean, they always do this. Guys can put up gaudy numbers, but it's like the best player on the best team, except for unless you average like a triple-double by yourself. It goes uh-huh. to best player on best team. I think that's Kevin Durant. I think it's going to be an extension of what he did in the finals. If they win over 70 games, you can't not give a player on their team the MVP. And I think Kevin Durant is going to have better numbers than Curry, who would be obviously right there competing with him. And, you know, Curry's already gotten two. I think it's a better storyline for the NBA, which is a part of the voting process, unfortunately. Uh, So I would go Kevin Durant. A couple dark horses I would throw in there would be Blake Griffin and John Wall. Okay, okay. I got some uh, dark horses I would put in uh, either uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ooh, I love that. Or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi, I had him kind of as a front runner. I don't think he's much of a... A dark horse, but Giannis for sure. Uh, no one's probably thinking about him to win the MVP preseason. If the Bucks could get into a top four seed, and you know he leads the team in every category like he did last year, he definitely deserves uh, some votes. Oh yeah, man, the guy's been coming on strong, developing really well, really fast, consistent pace. So I could, I, I see, I see MVP in the future. He's a dark horse for next year, but years after that, once we get towards the end of LeBron's career. I think that he'll become like one of those yearly guys that's like, okay, I think Kumpo could get it. Yeah. I could definitely see that coming. Who knows? I mean, five, six years from now, he might be the best player in the league. He could be. Uh, or even sooner. But we'll yeah. move on to uh, Rookie of the Year here. This is We're just going to do MVP and Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Uh, for me, I have a couple guys. I still got to come to terms with who I want to pick. But my top three I'm looking at are Ben Simmons, Dennis Smith Jr. and Lonzo Ball. Uh, I'm the same way, man. Yeah. It, it's a toss-up between those three. I am so happy you didn't say Jason Tatum. No, he, I was, he, he doesn't have the volume for it. I know. Opportunity is a huge part of it. I was walking out yeah. if you said Jason Tatum. <laughs> I like the Celtics hype train, but that one I can't get on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good to hear you You have some level-headedness to you. I got to say that Franklin, just in case uh, I lose that bet, so can't yeah. get on that train. Yep, I feel you. Uh, so, kind of like you mentioned, it's all about opportunity. Dennis Smith is going to have a whole bunch of it. Same with Lonzo Ball. And uh, and like I said, storylines are a big part of the voting process. People are going to be talking about Lonzo Ball from the day the season opens to the day the season ends, all day, yeah. every day. And just him being in the news, being constantly on people's minds, I think will help him. Uh, undeservedly so, but I think it will. So are you leaning towards Lonzo then? I'm not because I just don't want to see him win. I'm going Dennis Smith Jr. Ooh, all right. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking Ben Simmons. Okay. I feel like, um, like we said before with MVP, you know, if you if you have a great team, then you know you got to be automatically in the talk. So I feel like same thing with this. We both I, have. I Philly don't think that playoff works so for I feel like rookie of the year, but I think it should. I think if 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 you have Lonzo on Lakers team that missed the playoff, Dennis Smith Jr. on a, on a Mavericks team that could end up being like 12, you know, you never know. So I feel like Ben Simmons, if they especially make the playoffs, and it's a lot because of him and the way that he's going to be playing point forward, he's going to have the opportunities to put up some numbers. I think you can see some triple doubles from him. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm riding with Ben Simmons. I could see that. The, the one concern I have is, is Ben Simmons is going to be almost an afterthought if Joel can stay healthy. I mean, you think Sixers, you're going to think Joel Embiid, not Ben Simmons. And to me, that's 
it weighs on people's minds. It's the same way that Dario Saric, I would have given him the rookie of the year over Malcolm Brogdon last year. But he was an afterthought because the Sixers was Joel's team. You know, he had the numbers that could have won the rookie of the year, but no one talked about him. No one knew him. And obviously Ben Simmons is a much bigger name than Dario Saric was a year ago. But I think he's going to suffer from a little bit of that. And Dennis Smith, to me, is going to have all the opportunity in the world. And I feel like he could be one of those guys that you don't really think about going into the season, and then all of a sudden he's dominating, he's making exciting plays, he can dunk on people. Like He goes to the rim like Russell Westbrook, and I think that's going to really excite people. He's going to have some highlight plays. And all Dallas has to do to overachieve is like somewhat fringely compete for the playoffs. And so, I don't know, I think he has the, the highest ceiling and most potential to win the award, so I'm going to go with him. I like it. And one thing I have to say about Brogdon winning it last year is um, the fact that Milwaukee made the playoffs, so that's probably why. Like, yeah, there's a chance. That's why, that's I, why just, I try to support my argument with Ben Simmons. If they make the playoffs, then you've got to give it to the team with the rookie that made the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. I just I don't feel like that is how it consistently works. I mean, Michael Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year when the Sixers were like the worst team in the league. So yeah, well, he, he had that was his award. I mean, he had a great year. His best yeah, year of his career. He, des- <laughs> he deserved it for sure. But that's because of the opportunity. Yeah, they put so much on his plate, and they force fed him. So you know, I don't think it's going to be the same uh, in Philly this year. There's a lot of you know, room for, for votes to be thrown around, especially with Markel Fultz on the team. He could steal some votes away from him. You know, and like you said, Joel, I know he can't compete for the rookie of the year, but he essentially is a rookie. He's only played 30 games. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think the shine won't be there, but but we'll see. Yeah. I love the pick, honestly. I think Ben Simmons is going to be an incredible player. Yeah, I think he's going to be. He's, he's, he's crazy, man. He, he's down there. He's tall, man. He's like onto the Kumpo, kind of. So. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so that's going to just about wrap it up. You got anything else on your mind you want to get off? Oh, yeah. One more thing. Uh, Celtics about to take the chip this year, baby. Get off okay, the yeah. train. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm turning your volume off. He's gone. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Couchside Sports today. All right. Uh, of course, in future weeks, we'll be back with more of our regular segments, breaking news that isn't news. We'll have our fantasy analysis segment back next week. You know, back to a more uh, regular show. But today is all about the NBA. Yeah, today's about the NBA, man. Basketball is back. Get excited. Get excited. My favorite sport. Season starts on uh, Tuesday, I believe, the 17th. 17th. Kicking us off, Cavs and Celtics. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Ugh, nostalgia. Nostalgia. From what, (laughs) 2008 when the Celtics won? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god bringing those all stars baby let's go <laughs> this guy's a mess I can't wait to grab that Franklin <laughs> yeah grab it off the bank and give it to me boy okay okay <laughs> easy now easy okay so this has been Couchside Sports episode 15 uh, where we give our perspective on sports from the comfort of our couches as it should be man the way it should be great talking to you and uh, oh, yeah. we'll we'll be back next week thank you to everyone who's been listening Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next time on Couchside Sports. Peace. Peace, peace, peace.